A very good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us on this Resurrection Sunday service. It is, it is one of the most important services for us as Christians. It's, it's what defines us. It's what gives us hope and a reason to believe what we believe. You know, Christmas is important because obviously Jesus came in the world. But the reason why he came was to fulfill the prophecy and bring about a resurrection Sunday. That's why Jesus came. And uh, thank you so much for, for praying for us. We were away in India. It was uh, quite a stressful trip. You can tell from my hair color how it changed. It just happened. It's fire, fire of the Lord. But it was quite stressful and uh, the whole first week the kids were super sick. Uh, really sick. And the first week went like that. And uh, thank you, oh, thank, thank you. A whole bunch of you are praying for my mom. Uh, she's been bedridden for a number of years now. She's not doing any better. But uh, it's very, it's very easy as a pastor to pray for other people and and get other people to say a prayer of release when family members are suffering. But uh, when it comes to your own family, it's very hard. And uh, my wife Olivia obviously would keep telling me now and then to pray that prayer of release. But uh, it, it was on this trip that I actually gathered the courage to really pray that prayer of release for my mom and to just ask God to, you know, I, we don't want to see her suffer anymore, but just take her away peacefully. It was hard, but li- this is life. There are certain things that you need to do. And we know that, you know, because of what Jesus did for us, Death does not end this way. We have eternal life. You know, we have a place and a life. You know, we have a place and a life where there's no more pain, there's no more suffering, there's only pure joy. And where we're constantly in the presence of Jesus. You know, so I gathered the courage to do that. Now I'm just praying for God to do what's best. But thank you so much. I really appreciate the prayers, the messages that came while we were there as well. Uh, the highlight of those, the highlight of this trip was uh, speaking. I, I spoke at two services, but one service in particular where, you know, uh, for me, there's, there's no greater joy than seeing a whole bunch of people rededicate their lives back to God. You know, give their lives back to God and get fired up all over again. So that was the highlight for me. And uh, we're back. We're back. It's like what Jesus said. Listen, Jesus said it way before Terminator. I'll be back. Way before. Terminator stole it. Arnold stole it. But Jesus said it over 2,000 years ago. God said it over 2,000 years ago. I'm sending someone who says, I'll be back. You know, on a lighter note, let me begin with this. I know today is, is a very important day. Uh, families are going to gather for a meal and you know, a whole bunch of things. It's a family day. It's a celebration. Uh, well, we're not celebrating Easter, okay? We're not celebrating Easter. We're celebrating the resurrection. We're not celebrating Easter eggs. We're celebrating the power of the grave, the power of the cross. You know? Now, let me say this, okay? It's, it's not... I was in the same place as you many, 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 many years ago. And uh, because, because, you know, we catch up with people around us. We catch up with culture. 
we go around saying everybody, we go around saying to everybody, happy Easter, happy Easter. Easter actually is a celebration of Ishtar, which is where Easter came from. Easter is actually a celebration of Ishtar, which is the god of sex and fertility. Ooh. So it's actually a pagan festival where you celebrate renewal and birth. So it's actually a, a celebration of the god, the Babylonian goddess of Ishtar, who's the goddess of sex and fertility. That's why you have Easter eggs. Hello. That's why you have Easter eggs. So I don't like to call that Easter. Listen, listen, uh, listen uh, we need to educate our children. We need to train up our children in the ways of the Lord. And listen, let me tell you, I'm not some scholar out here standing before you. I mean, like, I knew it before. Listen, I'm in, I was in the same place as you till I got an understanding and research and uh, a, a whole education that, wow, this is what we believed for so many years. But we don't sell. And, and so, can, I mean, we go around celebrating, you know, happy Easter, happy Easter, happy Easter. But it, in actuality, it's not happy Easter, it's happy resurrection. We celebrate the resurrection, the resurrection power of Jesus. Now I have nothing against kids eating chocolate eggs. I have nothing against kids eating that. It's only, we need to tell them it's not Easter eggs. They're chocolate eggs, you know. I mean, I give my children eggs before they left the house today. One was half fry, one was scramble. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's important for us to know these things, you know. Because uh, the Bible says there's life and death in the power of the tongue. So when we're saying happy Easter, we're actually giving glory to something else. When we say happy resurrection, we are reliving the prophecy that Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. You know, I heard a story about a man and his wife. And uh, his wife was constantly irritated with him. She was a rather unpleasant woman. And, uh, sorry, what happened to this? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she was a rather unpleasant woman. She was a rather unpleasant woman. And the two of them decided that they would take a trip to Jerusalem and visit the Holy Land. Now while they were there, suddenly, unfortunately, his wife passed away. While they were in Jerusalem, they, were, uh, they went on a visit to the Holy Land and his wife passed away. Now the undertaker told the husband, you can have a shipped home for $5,000 or you can bury her over here in the Holy Land for $150. The man thought about it and uh, he decided that he would just have a ship home. The undertaker asked, why would you spend $5,000 to ship your wife home when it would be wonderful to be buried here and you could spend only $150? Man replied, you know what? A long time ago, a man died here, was buried over here and three days later he rose from the dead. So I just can't take that chance. I just can't take that chance. <laughs> you know, but all jokes aside, we're in a series called, we're in a series, I'm going to try to wrap this up as soon as possible. 
because I want you to enjoy your celebration. I want you to enjoy your time with your friends and your family. But we're in a series, uh, a sermon series called Family Matters. And you know what? It's because from the very first beginning that family mattered to God, that is why there's a Resurrection Sunday. That is why there's a Resurrection Sunday. Let me explain further. It was God's love for family that he created Adam and Eve. Now, unfortunately, they fell. They sinned. God could have said, that's it. We're done over here. We're done. But no. Because of his love for family, he had to send a second Adam in Jesus to redeem humanity, mankind, give them a reason to live, give them hope to live and to overcome death so that you and I can experience a life of freedom. All because God values family and loves family so much. The very fact that Christ went to the cross was out of his love for humanity, was because of his love for family. That is why we have a Resurrection Sunday. That is why you and I can wake up every morning and we can say, today is going to be a good day. Why? Because of our faith in a God who is alive. Because of our faith in a God who is more than able to make that day the best day ever. You and I can wake up every morning, no matter how bad the previous night might have been, you and I can wake up every morning and know that today is going to be a day filled with hope. The Bible says, weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And that was, the cross was a perfect definition and description of that verse. They were weeping when Christ was on that cross. But joy was on its way. Joy was on its way. I don't really know what you might have gone through yet, what you might have gone through yesterday or last week. There might have been weeping, there might have been, uncer- there might have been uncertainty, there might have been uh, moments of depression and sadness of, of what's going to happen. But I want you to know, irrespective of whatever might have happened till this very moment, joy is on its way. Joy is on its way. You know, my message is simply titled, Because He Lives. And I didn't complete the sentence, but because He lives, we know what God is capable of. Because, because He lives, we know what God has done, what He's able to do. What, we know what God has done, what He's doing, and what He's able to do. All because He lives. All because He lives. And I just want to give you a biblical truth. Only three words that will change your life if you get it. These three words, this is a truth that will cleanse you from your sin, comfort you in your sorrows, and convert you to be the person that God has called you to be. This Bible, this one Bible truth will make you love one another 
Forget your feelings of hurt. This one truth can put marriages back together. It can give you light in your darkest hour. It can fill the emptiness in your life. This one powerful truth can keep you out of hell and take you to heaven. This truth will make you think twice before you doubt the very existence of God. This one truth will give you gladness instead of gloom, joy instead of judgment, happiness instead of heaviness, blessing instead of burdens, and deliverance instead of defeat. The truth in these three words was the force on the day of Pentecost. This wonderful truth has been the foundation and the future of the church. That one truth is Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. If you believe that in your heart today, that Jesus is alive, I want you to know you can be assured of this one thing, that whatever seems to be in a mess right now, can be turned around to become a beautiful message from your life and from your life transform people's lives around you all from this one truth Jesus is alive Jesus is alive you know before we allow this Sunday to just become an ordinary day just another Sunday we must be aware that the very truth that Jesus is alive and well will absolutely make a difference in your life. Jesus is truly alive. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from descended from David. This is my gospel. This is my gospel. You know, some people celebrate the resurrection of Jesus with intensity. They understand completely what the resurrection is all about. But there are those who celebrate the resurrection ignorantly. They don't really understand what the resurrection is about. They think that it, they think that it is a celebration that takes place only one day of the year. Truly, we make a big thing of it one day one day in the year but actually it's something we celebrate throughout the year from Jan 1st to December 31st we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord every single day 2023 we will we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord 2024 every single day we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord as we as we get older and older and as we go from year to year the gospel becomes even the gospel becomes so much more powerful the truth of Jesus alive becomes so much more evident year after year Luke 24, very quickly, Luke 24 verses 1 to 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. I'm just going to just skip certain parts, okay? But 
they, when they entered, they found the body, when they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man will be delivered over to the hands of sinners. Be crucified and on the third day be raised again. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven. And to all the others, it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women. It's crazy, right? When you are, when you are traveling with someone and when you, are, when you are living with someone, you are moving with someone, you are breathing with someone for three years and you've seen what he's done. You've seen that you've seen an experienced prophecy that prophecy that was told that a man is going to come who's going to be the savior of the world you've seen healings done through him you've seen the dead come to life you've seen the blind being able to see and Jesus said I'm going to come back and then this verse over here they did not believe the women You know, very often when you spend a lot of time with someone, you know what they're about. You believe them. You know exactly, you know exactly how they are, what they're about, who they are, their background and everything. And very often when they say certain things, you believe it. These people saw so much more. So much more. They saw things that they would have never seen through anyone else. And in spite of all of the things that they saw, we come to this verse and says, they did not believe the women. It's not because, it's not because uh, they did not want to believe, but because of what was happening in that area at that point in time, it was like all the, all the eleven were at gunpoint. And so it was fear that crept in. And they're like, no, that's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. And fear, many a times fear allows us to believe things and, and, and take things in our heart that are not really the truth. And so we move on and it says, because their words seemed to them like nonsense, but Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb, the inquisitive one, the rock on which I would build my church. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves and he went away, wondering to himself, what had happened I would have I would have liked it to, I would have liked this pastor scripture to say the leaven ran to the tomb but only Peter ran to the tomb only Peter ran to the tomb you know why Peter right you know why Peter right because there was no closure and because he understood what he had done he wanted to make sure, he wanted to make sure that this is the truth. I have another chance. I have a chance to be restored. Today, I'm telling you, fear may have crept in. You might have done things, you might have gone away from God. Today is the day of restoration. Today is the day of restoration. Today is the day to come back. 
You know, when I look at this passage of scripture, on a side note, okay, on a side note, this did not happen in the Bible. It reminds me of the Saudi Arabian person at the World Cup. At the World Cup, when Saudi Arabia won against Argentina, he went around asking, Where's Messi? Where's Messi? Huh? Where's Messi? Where's Messi? You know, if, if this had happened this age, after Jesus been cru- be beaten and bruised and crucified, when that tomb was, when that, that stone was rolled away, and that tomb, that tomb was empty, in confidence, these people would have gone around, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? You thought you killed him? Where's Jesus? Come on, show me. Where's Jesus? This is the power of my God. This is the power of prophecy. You've not seen it, but have a look. Jesus is not there. He is alive. And if they had to answer, you tell me where's Jesus? They would have said, he's everywhere. The presence of God is everywhere. Be careful what you ask for. He'll come, he'll come in front of you right now and you'll fall dead. Not here, okay? I'm talking about... <laughs> He's everywhere. And I just want to share two things, just two things very quickly from this passage of scripture. The first is, God always says what He says He'll do. God, sorry, God always does what He says He'll do. God always does what he says he'll do. I'm telling you, a whole bunch of us today have got promises spoken over our life. And we might be thinking, where is that promise? God, I cannot see it. I cannot see it. For, for, for those people, for the apostles, for the apostles, for people who had seen Jesus being put on the cross, three days were like eternity. But Jesus fulfilled the promise and he came back. We make commitments. We overcommit at times and we keep people hanging. But there was a commitment, a prophecy that came over 2,000 years ago that was fulfilled. Not only in Jesus coming, but in dying. In dying on the cross and on the third day rising again. On the third day rising again. And we've got promises. Some of those promises might, for you might have taken eternity. When is this going to come to pass? The prayer team prayed for me last week and said, I'm about to enter into a season of breakthrough. No promise that God has spoken over your life will fall to the ground. What God always does, what he says he'll do. God always does what he says he'll do. And today you can be assured of this one thing. If God has said it, it will happen. You know, you know one of the most powerful words that Jesus said on the cross was not said in English, but was said in Aramaic. We know it as it is finished. But the word that he actually said on that cross was tetelestai. Tetelestai. That word simply means everything is complete. Everything is complete. Today you can sit over here because of Christ being alive, because of the work of the cross, and you can know for sure that for you and for your family, 
because of what God said he will do you can be sure of this one fact that everything is complete from the time you're born till the time you leave this earth everything is already taken care of by God for you all that he needs is a yes from you a yes from you your hand to partner with him and when you do that you can be sure of this that God will do what he says he'll do the last thing that i want to say today is through him you will always overcome through him you will always overcome we know the powerful we know that powerful scripture philippians 4 verse 13 i can do all things through christ who strengthens me but because of the very fact that jesus is alive because of the very fact that he lives through him you will always overcome he's not living at a distant place he's living on the inside of you and his presence surrounds you wherever you go he is alive he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world and because of that acknowledging the fact that he lives through him you will always overcome no matter what no matter what whatever you will overcome you will overcome that's the promise that's the promise knowing that jesus is alive because jesus is alive i am alive because jesus is not done because jesus is not done yet he's he's not he's he's not done with me how can i believe this is the end it is not over till he says it is over and when he says it is over that's when everything will be complete it is not finished for those of you sitting over here thinking what's to come what's to happen about my life it is not finished unless and until god says it is finished and when he says it is finished it is only then when god knows that everything concerning you is complete only then you can leave and go but till then we are meant to enjoy the life that god has given us somebody say an amen. amen because he is alive you and i can have and enjoy life in all of its abundance you don't have to have a lot to enjoy life of abundance you just need to have jesus and know that he's with you every step of the way in order to enjoy a life of abundance so i want to close this this afternoon we're going to sing this chorus we're going to sing this uh, this this chorus of this hymn it's very familiar to all of you most of you because he lives and i want us to close and i want us to you know just just sing it out in excitement sing it out believing each and every word of this chorus and know that because he lives there's so much more there's so much more can we all stand after we're done with service our prayer teams will be up here in the front ready to pray for you we've got the best prayer team in the world okay yeah my prayer team this church prayer team 
is the best prayer team in the world. I'm not saying other churches' prayer teams are bad. They've got good prayer teams as well. But I'm saying it. I love my prayer team. They're the best in the world. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, oh, he holds the future. And life is worth a living child.